Oh, folks, um, okay, it's just gone past 7 o'clock and it's 10 o'clock in the UK. And uh, our guest um, today is from the UK and um, our host, of course, um, is from the UK in the place of Pool and um, Dorset. Uh, our guest, of course, um, also in England and Wilshire. So um, without further ado, I'll bring Adrena on and it'll be a good morning to you. Hi, welcome and good morning, everybody, from a beautiful, sunny uh, England. We've had sun this week and a lot of us have got a bit of a healthy flow about us. Um, <clears throat> I'm using my mobile phone, so I'm having a few technical issues with my PC, so I'm hoping everything's going to go okay. But it's my pleasure to welcome back Clive DeCarl, who is um, an amazing health expert in health and um, we've had such a response that everybody really enjoyed what you had to say and learned so much from you that um, it's my delight and pleasure to have you back again. So, good morning and welcome, Clive. Good morning. Thank you very much for inviting me, Andrina. Thank you. And my, I'm not quite sure where we're going with um, today. Um, so... Speaking with different friends at the moment, everybody seems to be having so many different issues. Um, and even myself, I've had aches and pains, I've had tiredness, I've lost me get up and go some days. And um, but I have been taking Vitamaceous Earth and a couple of other things, which has certainly given me a boost. Um, so what would you recommend now with um because so many people have, have had um, different, different injections and some haven't and some feeling this, some are feeling that. What would you uh, recommend as a, as a starter for people to really start to pick themselves up and feel better, feel more alive? Yeah, sure. Well, uh, I think the first thing would be that I would um, uh, suggest iodine as a good start because 20 pounds something like uh, 45, 50 Australian dollars would buy you a year's supply. Now, pretty much everybody is low on iodine. I don't know how much we talked about it before, but anybody who's not filtering the chlorine out of the water, anybody who is um, uh, eating bread products that have flour improver, which is bromine, anybody who's swimming in swimming pools, anybody using fluoride toothpaste or... In Australia, obviously, it's fluoridated over there, so everybody is going to be low on, on iodine, every single person in a fluoridated country, unless they're filtering it out. And so what happens if you're low on iodine? Well, the thyroid doesn't work properly, and if the thyroid doesn't work properly, you, you're likely to have low energy, possibly put on weight, probably have dry skin, possibly the older one gets, uh, one's memory begins to go, uh, anybody whose temperature is out of control, they're too cold or they're too hot. You know, menopausal women would be a good example of people who get too hot. Whereas in Japan, where they get loads of iodine from all the uh, seaweed that they eat every day, all the sea fish they eat, uh, that they don't, up until recently, they didn't have a word in the Japanese language for menopause because they didn't get it because of the iodine. So you can reckon that most people are going to be low low on uh, iodine. So the most iodine goes into the thyroid. And if your thyroid is full of iodine, then as the blood 
every few minutes passes through the thyroid, iodine knocks out the pathogens. That's what iodine does, uh, amongst other, and it also controls your hormones uh, to a degree. And so most people haven't got enough iodine in their thyroid, so they get a bacterial in infection or something like that and get knocked down through lack of iodine. You know, iodine's, you know, in one sense, your first line of defense. And in, in the operating room, before they do surgery, they paint you with iodine. So as they cut you open, you don't um, get an infection. You know, it's still the best thing out there. So um, in <clears throat> the second place in the body that has uh, the most iodine is in women, the breasts. So again, in Japan, breast cancer is much rarer than it is here because of the iodine. So it's um, you know, worth looking at an iodine deficiency. If a woman is pregnant and she gives birth to a baby while she's iodine deficient, the baby will have a low IQ. Mm. Yeah. Um, I know in the past when I put iodine or I've taken it and people say, put it on your wrist, um, you know, so you've got like a patch. And I think it was that if it disappeared immediately, your body really needs the iodine. Would you say that people tested like that or would you, because I know I've got the iodine here and I think it's like two drops a day um, to take daily, is it? It depends what type of iodine you've got. Um, well, I, got, I got yours. <laughs> oh, well, you've got the best. Um, you know, there's nascent iodine, which is, I think, very, very weak, and I don't like it. Then there's the one that uh, I recommend, which is Lugol's iodine, and that's powerful stuff. So two drops a day would be equivalent of what the Japanese uh, eat in food. But I don't recommend that everybody takes two drops every day, and for legal yeah. reasons, I need to say the only thing I'm suggesting uh, is my personal health experience. I'm not medically qualified, so I'm not giving medical advice. Um, so, you know, my, my not being medical, my field is health, yeah. you know, totally different field to, to medicine. So um, five days a week might be fine for iodine, but... You know, if you're a small person, that might be too much. If you're big, it might not be enough. And um, it's very, very important to study it, uh, iodine. Um, you could you could put into a search engine uh, iodine natural cures or something like that. Or there's a great website called earthclinic.com, which is if you put iodine there, you'll you'll see what what it can do. Or I have a a private members club called secrethealthclub.com and on secret health club we've got a whole section on iodine section on thyroid and so on and it makes such a difference with some people it's all within days the brain fog has lifted and they're thinking clearly and for some people it might be in 10 years of you know walking into a room forgetting why you walked in just brain fog and some people come off their levothyroxine um because they don't need it anymore. You know, the drugs that they've been on for decades, um, some people can come off because what the problem was in the first place was lack of iodine, not lack of a drug. 
So yeah, that, mm. that's earth coming. And, yeah, because um, I know you, you've got you have got a shop. Um, what is it, CliveDecar.com. You've got the shop where pe- I know I bought the pro- some of your products through the shop, and I know sometimes there's a discount as well. So, I mean, people can go, like you say, and I mean, I find your Secret Health Club. Well, there's so much information on there; it's just incredible. It's, um, and I've guided lots of people to take a look and watch the videos um, because there's. Like you say, you've just put out so much information. Um, so right, so that would be number one. Um, so I know, uh, you know, because in the past, like I've had vitamin C, I've had zinc, I've had vitamin D, um, vitamin B, and you know, you could go on and on, can't you? So, um, so really, I think what you know, what is the key? like one, two, three, four, and five, you would recommend? Like, obviously, iodine's number one. What else would you recommend? Um, well, um, the main supplements that I took 37 years ago, which got me out of hospital when the doctors gave up, uh, was magnesium, number one. Vitamin oh, yeah. C, um, number two. Uh, then um, making sure you've got a good mineral balance generally. And so I, I like the, uh, what's called fulvic minerals, the, the trace elements from the soil, because they're perfectly balanced. Um, but magnesium is the big one. And we ran through last time I was on the, the symptoms of that, you know, just to yeah. remind people, magnesium deficiency could be one of many things, but it could be heart arrhythmia, heart attacks, could be migraines, headaches, epilepsy, could be... Uh, muscle aches, muscle fatigue, back pain, could be arthritis, which, which was what, what happened to me. I had arthritis so badly I couldn't get dressed. And um, it could be constipation. It could be restless leg. It could be depression, suicidal thoughts. Um, it can be so many things. And magnesium is the number one mineral. It controls everything. Without magnesium, thousands of different parts, if you don't work as efficiently as they they could. And a good example of magnesium killing people is if you're getting twitches around the eyes, if you're getting menstrual cramps, if you're getting muscle cramps, you know, you stretch and you, your backs of your legs or your foot cramps up, this is magnesium deficiency. If you've got a cramp of your heart, that would be called a heart attack. If you went on a marathon or you, you're a sportsman and you played a heavy game of professional football and you drop down dead at the end of it, which quite, quite often happens, they just collapse after exertion, what can happen is you, you can sweat out the magnesium in your body to such a degree that your heart can stop and bump. So... Why would anybody be low on magnesium? Well, stress, our response to stress is to use magnesium to calm us down. Magnesium calms down every cell of your body. It calms down your mind, your bowels calm down, and they relax. And the people who are constipated suddenly find that with the right amount of magnesium, bowel movements become easy. I mean, it's really quite simple, assuming they're properly hydrated, I, I, I would suggest. Yeah. And um, 
magnesium is um, just a miracle for most people. But you know, let's say some people have taken magnesium already. The chances are they've taken magnesium oxide, which works really badly. And there's very little point in, in using that type. But that's what most people try, because that's the cheap one, the one that's in the stores. Whereas, uh, ideally, a, uh, perhaps a blend, which, which I like, of several types of magnesium that actually are bioavailable and don't leave you up in, in the bathroom is, um, you know, what happens. Because the body self-regulates so many areas. The body is so much more intelligent than we think. So if you take too much magnesium, then an overdose means you're in the bathroom with diarrhea. The body knows exactly what to do with too much. So it's very difficult to get too much. You know, the only sure. risk would be if somebody's got kidney failure, then they would want to research what what would be the safe amount for them. But most people, I say, have you taken magnesium? I say, yeah, I've tried it. I took, I say, how many did you take a day? And they say, well, one or two. And so I recommend to people who have those symptoms that they may be so low that for a few days, they might, might want to take 12 over a day. So most, most people are horrified by such an idea. 12, that's ridiculous. But actually, you want to have a, an instant result. Uh, you know, maybe I've told you the story before, but the fastest result I ever had was with my friend Crow, who has a radio interview. And he was telling me that his sister had got trigger finger where she couldn't straighten her finger. And she just had an operation, which was expensive. And it had taken her a while. She was still recovering from this operation. So I, I'd sent him some magnesium and some vitamin C uh, in advance of the show. And I told him to take some right there and then at the beginning of the show. And about one hour later, his finger straightens in one hour. Well, that's not going to happen every time. It might take a day or it might take a few days. But, um, you know, I reversed my rheumatoid arthritis. You know, I was crippled. And that was 37 years ago, and I'm fine. I just yeah. take some magnesium, not every day, because I forget, but most days. And mm. I, personally, I take usually three or four. That seems to be what suits me. But some people, it, particularly if they're stressed, uh, you know, depressed, then they, they might want more, or in a lot of pain. You know, I'm, I'm now not damaging my body with what gave me the pain and arthritis in the first place, which incidentally, uh, as, as well as not eating that well, but what did it was one antibiotic, one antibiotic and bam, that knocked, knocked me out. And over the years, I met loads of other people who told me the same story. Yeah. Because I, I became type one diabetic at that time. And I've met, met other people who you know, did the antibiotic and they became arthritic and type one diabetic. You know, no history in the family or anything like that. I know when I spoke to you um, <clears throat> previous, um, oh no, I saw you at a conference, that's right, and I asked you, and I, I purchased your magnesium, and um, and you said to take 12 a day, and I was thinking, 12 a day? <laughs> but obviously, I mean, I hadn't taken magnesium, I think, for a long time, so I know that was one of the things I that kick-started my body, and I know... When I was in Australia, I never had all these aches and pains, you know, but I know since being back and, you know, like lack of sunshine and, and the warmth and, and the damp climate here, 
has really affected me. So obviously, um, I've had to do so many different things. And so I am doing your iodine every now and again. Um, I am doing your magnesium. Um, I'm doing the vitamin C and the volvic minerals. And I'm, and I'm feeling so much better than, you know, since I've started on all these. And these are some of the things that I hadn't thought about. I hadn't really looked into, to be honest, till I came back. And then I thought, gosh, you know, diets, you know, the diet here is complete opposite to what it was. So I've had to address many things. Um, I mess. I sent a message because I'm on my phone. I can't see now, but I did have one friend who said, "Could we ask about something?" So if Jeff can find it in, I I think I put it in our the, the main three. Um, she asked if you could give any advice about something. I forgot what it. And I can't, of course, because I'm on my phone now. I can't look at the same time. Well, um, can, um, can, can you see that? Interstitial cystitis. Okay. So, so anything with an itis at the end is indicative of inflammation. That's essentially what it means. And there are lots of inflammatory diseases like heart problems often, cancer, all sorts of inflammatory diseases. So um, if you've got something with an itis, like arthritis, for instance, um, then you've got inflammation. So what's going on? Well, inflammation is healing. Right, so if you if you've got inflammation, it means your body is working really really hard to try and fix yourself. A good example would be if you cut yourself. What happens? It gets inflamed. The temperature goes up. So a rise in temperature means a, a rise in healing capabilities. That's one of the reasons why iodine is so useful because it can balance temperature. So if you get a high temperature, that means your body is doing really well. If it's inflamed, you're doing really well. But of course, that means pain. Inflammation means pain. So people think, oh dear, my body's gone wrong. It's got inflamed. I must take an anti-inflammatory. And they don't realize they're turning the healing method off. You know, a child gets ill and they get a very high temperature. Well, that's the body trying to get rid of the bacteria or whatever it is that, you know, is trying to make a correction. So. There is one argument which goes that all healing, uh, sorry, all illness uh, is something that happened to you, but everything beyond that is healing. Now, with that mental attitude, people who've got something, something desperately wrong with them, if they realize that they're not being attacked by this thing. Actually, it's the body trying to help them uh, but that help may be so desperate that it kills them. But why do we get ill in the first place? Toxic poisoning, a nutrient deficiency, and the emotional element. So um, there are many practitioners out there who look at it this way. Uh, did something happen to you dramatic, traumatic, in your life before the illness happened? Now... On one level, it could go back to in the womb. You know, your mum gets beaten up by the dad or something traumatic happens. Now, that's going to, at a subconscious level, affect you your whole life, isn't it? Of course. And the, um, so if somebody believes something emotional, let's say they, they go looking for cancer because they find a lump 
they could go looking for health, right? <laughs> but if they go looking for cancer, then the subconscious believes they must want it, particularly as now they're thinking about this this cancer thing all the time. It's taking up their whole mindset. So the body could be assuming, well, they must want it, they're thinking about it all the time, and actually go to places like hospitals and get scanned and stuff like that. And um, so if, you believe, if the doctor says, well, you've got six months to live and you believe it, chances are you're going to live six months. There is the great story of the man who says to the private doctor, well, I, I won't have enough money in six months to to pay you, doctor. And he says, that's all right, I'll give you an extra three months. <laughs> Love it. <clears throat> yeah. um, so if you can deal with the emotional issues I mean, when I was studying cancer survivors I wanted to know what they, what they did right and I was expecting to see um, vitamin C maybe at the top, vitamin D at the top uh, but almost all of them said uh, that what it was was gratitude <laughs> what it was is that they realised the cancer had happened for a reason it doesn't have to, it could be any disease but there was a reason behind it. And in some cases, they, they said stuff like, I changed my diet. Others said things like, I forgave the rapist. Or they might say, I, I divorced the wife. Or, you know, whatever was holding them back um, uh, needed to be forgiven and then be grateful. Because the bad things that happen, generally speaking, they seem horrible at the time. But you look back and, well, I'm sort of glad that happened because all these other doors opened, you know, that sort of thing. So I got off the subject of um, cystitis. So if you've got an infection going on, it's going to create inflammation. How do you turn off inflammation? By, if it's a bacterial infection, killing that off, how can you do that? Well, vitamin C works very well for that uh, position. So... I recommend to everybody, pretty much, a short video. It's four minutes long. It's Dr. Andrew Saul, and it's called Reverse Pneumonia in Three Hours, where he's got bacterial pneumonia. He takes two grams. That would be about half a teaspoonful of pure powdered vitamin C in uh, water. Two grams, 2,000 milligrams, that is, every six minutes. Right, two grams every six minutes, and three hours later, his temperature has dropped three degrees uh, because it's no longer necessary because his cough has stopped. All the symptoms of pneumonia have ended because bacteria is fast reproducing. Right, bacteria might reproduce who knows every two hours, say. So if you hit it every six minutes, you're going to outrun it. So then there are other materials. There is a product I got on the website called Prozyme, P-R-O-Z-Y-M-E, which is a proteolytic enzyme. Now, proteolytic enzymes uh, dissolve proteins in your body that shouldn't be there. So they will dissolve things like fibroids, anything with an osis at the end. You know, people die of an osis or an itis. So if it's an osis, that's a buildup of scar tissue and... Uh, proteolytic enzymes, if you take them away from food, you don't want to, if you eat at the same time you eat protein, they'd digest that for you. And anybody's having a problem digesting protein, they could use a proteolytic enzyme with a meal. However, 
if you take it away, a couple of hours away from protein, then it starts dissolving fibroids and attacking the inflammation, calming down the inflammation and allowing the body to recycle the cells back into normal, healthy cells. And, you know, healthy cells work 10 times more efficiently than scar tissue. Healthy cells work properly and aren't inflamed. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there, there are many other things you can do, but you can stop cystitis very quickly in many cases. So um, an, a material that some people like is called D-mannose, D-mannose. Anything with O's in the end is like sugar, like glucose, D-mannose. And for some people, that appears to be something that helps them dramatically getting rid of cystitis. Alternatives would be 10 parts per million colloidal silver. Mm. You could use uh, other other antioxidants, you know, the amino acids. I, kn- I know you talked to Darren Dioji. Um, amino acids can help boost glutathione, which is the material the body makes itself from the liver as, as its number one antioxidant. So, you know, taking antioxidants um, uh, can, can be a, a fantastically useful thing. Yeah, because I know she's—I know she's had it for two or three weeks now. So, hence her asking, you know, what what could help. So, so you know, with antioxidants, it's knowing how much to take. Now, um, if I take some vitamin C, which again, when I remember, I try to do, um, I might take half a teaspoonful, and that should be fine because I'm eating well. You know, fruit and veg, and I'm fine. So. But other people, um, if they're not so fine, let's say they've got cystitial uh, cystitis, well, then it may be that um, they're going to need 100 times that much vitamin C or 20 times. It doesn't matter. The, the body will absorb everything it needs. And just like magnesium, I was saying earlier, you take too much vitamin C, you end up in the bathroom with diarrhea and the body says too much. Now, for some people, um, a clear out like that every now and then might not be a bad thing. So, um, you know, I've had people, husband and wife, eating the same diet. He's needed 20 grams over over the day, spread out. You take too much at once, you're in the bathroom. So you, you find out how much you can take. You know, can you take a quarter of a teaspoonful? Can you take more? Um, and once you, let's say you decide, okay, half a teaspoonful, that's the maximum I want to take. So you just take it regularly over the day. So um, the husband, he needed 20 grams. The wife got to 85 grams and ran out of daytime to take the stuff. She was ill, right? Her body was calling for it. And so let's say somebody gets to 20 grams, that they're in the bathroom. Well, that was too much. So the next day, try 17 grams or, or something, 10% less maybe, something like that. And then if you end up in the bathroom, again in a couple of days or a day well you know you can just reduce it but you can knock you know, the point is to knock it out and try and knock it out fast mm-hmm. okay thank you for that one um another friend um has got <coughs> excuse me um hip problems and where the is all calcified um and i know that sort of or i believe that was an age part of the aging process for um that to happen um can you enlighten me on that 
Sure. No, it's not. You know, it's not Asian, right. It's no, good to know. So what do? Because everyone, everybody's low on magnesium. Magnesium dissolves calcium. When right. I had rheumatoid arthritis, I had cal calcified joints all over me. I started taking magnesium, and the magnesium dissolved the calcium. You know, with osteoarthritis, it's not so easy. They still need magnesium. That was probably why they got the osteoarthritis. But once the sort of bones twist and fuse, then then it's a bit late to tr try and dissolve it. But with rheumatoid, then that's just relatively easy. So anybody who's got hip issues, knee issues, the sort of thing that the doctors have a procedure for, uh, I can guarantee it, you're all low on magnesium. You know, you might be low on other things as well, because pretty much everybody's yeah, yeah. on everything, aren't they? But magnesium is the very first thing to try. You could get the liquid and rub it on every hour, right into where it hurts. I, I find that boring and sticky, so I prefer uh, to just take capsules. And... Um, things should free up. You might notice them free up on, on day one. You know? might take longer. Depends. Yeah, yeah. And then stop eating the inflammatory foods that will have caused it in the first place. You know, if you're eating lots of oils out of bottles that aren't extra virgin cold pressed, you know, just getting the average sunflower oil from, from the store, uh, it's going to be um, damaging you for, for a whole host of reasons. Uh, if you're eating bread that's not made the old-fashioned way, where they let it rise and let, let it let it go you know, down, then let it rise and let it go down, and they did that stuff to the bread for about seven hours, eight hours before baking it, that made it safe. That you know, when I was young, nobody had a problem with gluten, nobody had a problem with wheat. I wasn't aware of anybody having celiac. You know, it's a relatively new thing, and it's because the the, the foods have been poisoned and hybridized. Many things have happened. So, you know, anybody's got inflammation, back down to cystitis, what's wrong? What is wrong? Cranberries are another one for cystitis. Unsweetened, pure, not with apple juice or anything, pure cranberry juice can be useful for any urinary tract infection. Um, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, a lot of these things do boil down to diet as well, don't they? We are what we eat. You know, we are what we eat, drink, think and do mm. and what we've been pre-programmed with you know, is part of the thinking part yeah, you know, yeah people have been taught to believe everything they everything they hear so anything i'm saying uh you know take it for yourself and if i've accidentally used the word cancer i'm spelling it with a k for legal yeah. reasons <laughs> i hear you <laughs> Uh, <coughs> oh, excuse me. Um, okay, so we've got iodine, we've got magnesium, and obviously vitamin C. Um, okay, well, there's one that goes with iodine, which is selenium. Selenium right. um, comes in various forms. It comes in the form of Brazil nuts. And I'm told that Brazil nuts grow in the wild, so they're all organic because... They, they haven't found a way to farm them. That's what I'm told. It used to be the case anyway. So you don't have to spend extra money. And mm -hmm. um, But you've got to, got to eat at least half a dozen of those to get a significant amount of selenium. But when you're taking iodine, it's a really wise idea to take selenium with it. Now, there are two, there's one bad kind, which is called um, selenium selenide. 
Then there's a good one, which is called selenomethionine, which is commonly available. Or the best one, which um, comes as a liquid form, um, I have on my website. That's the version of selenium that I sell. Now, when people see it, it, it there's a year's supply in a teeny tiny bottle. You only need one drop every two or three days or something. Personally, I take maybe 10 drops every now and then when I am in the mood. Yeah. Um, and uh, But soils worldwide are devoid of all the minerals, and selenium is, is a big one. Now, people who lack selenium, women who lack selenium, risk birth defects if they have a child. Quite, it's quite serious, the selenium deficiency. Um, people who are addicted find that if they take a very large dose of this particular type of liquid selenium, I've had people come off all sorts of um, pharmaceuticals, uh, methadone, heroin. There were tests done with this particular type decades ago in New York with methadone, getting people off methadone, and it was the best way to do it. But they had all got covered up and swept under the carpet and forgotten about us. It didn't suit the, yeah, you know, them. So, uh, so it's very interesting. So uh, I had somebody, for instance, as an example, and this isn't health advice, it's just his experience. Uh, he took seven drops for three days and for, for I think, 18 years since he was young, um, the, uh, what had happened was that he'd been on um, uh, medication, um, trying to remember which type it was. Um, oh, it really escapes me. I must need some iodine to get my memory back. Uh, but it, it, it was, um, yeah, ADHD. ADHD medication, and every time he tried to come off, he couldn't. He was back on it, back on it. Three days on seven drops of the selenium, and he's off. And wow. he's never been able to do that before. You know, and then I recommended that he went down to uh, you know, one drop every couple of days or so. I'd actually recommended him he should take ten, but he chickened out and only took seven. Anyway, I recommended to somebody else that they try twenty, and immediately... Uh, they wanted to stop their red wine addiction and again within three days ended and their hair colour came back. You might remember, if you're old enough, years ago they used to sell selenium shampoo. Really? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, stops dandruff. <laughs> it's good good for the skin. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. So uh, many, many other things with selenium. I've had people have all sorts of results yeah, because at the end of the day, it's not what the selenium necessarily does or what the vitamin C necessarily does. It's what your body does. So if your body's missing bits, then all you need to do is put the bits back in and then the body gets on with repairing as it should. You know, we should die healthy at the end of our lives. Maybe we fall asleep one day and don't wake up. But I don't believe that we necessarily need to die of something nasty. I mean, yeah. to give you an example... Um, a friend of mine is a medical doctor uh, in America. And by the time she was about 40-something, 40, 40 she'd made enough money to, ha uh, to have a stair lift put in her house because as a medical doctor, she was convinced that she was going to need it. How crazy is that? Crazy. <laughs> She's already thought process out, hasn't she? And it's well, like... It's um... self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, yeah, but I know she woke up. 
Yeah, I know people that have um, that get blood pressure monitors, and and they're always checking their blood pressure. And I said, well, you're you're looking for it, so you're going to create that. You know, it's all these different gadgets. You know, is looking with outside of yourself to see to find out what's going on, what you need to address, isn't it? Correct. Um, absolutely right. I mean, we are connected beings. The way I see people is they they wake up in the morning because their radio alarm clock has gone off or something, having previously slept with their mobile phone right next to their ear all night. Uh, then, uh, then they get depressed because uh, they've got to go to work, which they hate because they haven't they haven't found what they want to do. Eat a really rubbish breakfast that damages their immune system. They can't think straight because of all the sugar and poisonous food they've had, and it just goes on and on. And I think one of the things it comes down to is that some people, they follow the outcome. You know, I would say that probably we're in that category where we, we've got an outcome we want to follow, and we're not following the income, we're following the outcome. And most people follow the income, don't they? They do a job they hate because they haven't got the bravery or they haven't spent enough time thinking or you know, if want of a better word, meditating, even if that's walking in the forest, <clears throat> their whole day is taken up by be having their brain entertained. And as a result of that, they haven't found what's inside, which is why they're here in the first place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and sadly, um, and I know in the past, I've, my the phone is a big addiction and I, I have to switch it off now because of the Wi-Fi affects me and what have you. Um, but you just see people from morning to night, it's, they're just on their phone and it's just damaging so much. That, but I think they, they don't know how to do without it now, to be with themselves. Well, um, you know, Possibly when you spoke to Darren Dioji, he talked about this, which is the amino acids, because 30% of people are in are addicts or could easily be addicts. And I, I'm in that category myself. You know, I've got all sorts of addictions that I, I enjoy from tea to <laughs> chocolate and cheese and, you know. So, uh, but the thing is having having them in, in, a, in a balance so you don't overdo any, any one of them. So... Um, uh, the amino acids that Darren and I both, you know, manufacture together um, are brilliant for filling the dopamine gaps. So, you know, people who are addicted, smoking, sex, gambling, phones, whatever it is, they're getting a dopamine hit. So if you get the right amino acids, uh, which are the, what they call the essential amino acids, the ones you have to get by eating, and so vegans have a problem with this because they're not getting enough amino acids in many cases. Um, you put the amino acids in in the right quantity and suddenly your dopamine receptors are full without having to have three glasses of beer to do it or whatever it might be. And people can wean themselves off the addictions. And you start adding fulvic minerals, which are good for it, vitamin C that's good for, for addictions, selenium. And... Um, you know, people can find that change is much easier than when they've ever tried before or they think it might be. Mm, interesting.
Um, my, my One of my ex-assistants, if she didn't have half a teaspoonful of amino acids in the morning, she was a bit blur all day, but just half a teaspoonful. Some people need a whole teaspoonful even more. Um, just ping and she was alive and feeling good. It's um, It's worth trying because you'll know within days whether it's right for you or not. Let me tell you another Darren story. Um, he had this huge uh, ganglion uh, on the back of his hand, quite a big growth like that. And uh, we treated it with, with a, a frequency device and uh, it went down. But he's very, then uh, he, he thought it might be his phone. So he stopped using the phone in that hand. It went down completely. Started using the phone in the hand and the ganglion came back. Really? Gosh. Um, one's got to be quite careful of some of these devices for the electrosensitive. Did I tell you the story about the woman who'd been diagnosed with MS, but it wasn't? No, can So no. she's in her mid-30s, four children, can't look after them anymore. She can't go to the toilet by herself, can no longer get dressed by herself. Diagnosed with MS. It wasn't MS. It was her plasma television that was going wrong. And a frequency from it was giving her the symptoms of MS. 12 weeks later, no MS. So what if somebody was um, conceivably sleeping in a flat where the people next door, the bedroom next door to their bedroom, has got uh, a plasma television that's not working well and they've been diagnosed with MS? You know, mm. Uh, it can happen. So, um, similarly, uh, vegans beware that if you run out of B12, which is hard to get from anything but fermented vegetables um, or meat products, animal products, that could be a decade or so, you run out of B12. And if you run out of B12, it could be 20 years into being a vegan, it could be less, it could be much less, we too. Anyway, people get very weak if they run out of B12. And the doctors diagnose B12 deficiency sometimes as multiple sclerosis, as Parkinson's disease, and dementia. Right? Mm -hmm. um, so we're, we're omnivores, I, I reckon. And I'm speaking of somebody who didn't eat meat for 25 years, but I do now. Wow. But okay. I did eat meat products like cheese. Wow. So, I mean, there's... I mean, I learn something each time, and I like today. I'm thinking, like, maybe I need to get the selenium drops to add to my um, collection of different things. But I know I've um, since talking to Darren because um, I saw him at the Better Way conference, um, and I took the amino acids, and I I've had them since Friday, and I tell you what, I feel such a difference. I feel more alive, more vibrant. Um, you know, I'm not aching and paining so much. So, so you know, it's like another little key in the puzzle of, of health, isn't it? Well, absolutely. Um, the uh, uh, amino acids can help people sleep as well. Um, you know, they give you more energy at one end, but they can also make you sleep better, which, you know. I mean, myself, I take them and I notice zero. Can't tell, uh, but um, you know some pe some people aren't maybe quite so well. 
and uh, and there are other ones. I mean, for let's say somebody is getting quite old and weak, what I suggest to them, as, along with the amino acids, because amino acids build, you know, build muscle. But, you know, they're, they're great. Um, but uh, uh, another one that I, I would I would suggest would be the um, digestive enzymes, because as we get older. We're just not able to digest food the way we did when we were five, you know. So if you take a digestive enzyme with each meal, then that can do the work for you. I mean, you know, let's say somebody's 90. Well, they could eat the best food, but are they getting it? Is it, you know, going into the cells? So if they were to take a digestive enzyme, they might arguably perhaps get twice the benefit from the food because the digestive enzymes would help break the food into a mush, so to speak. Um, so, yeah, you know, if, if I had somebody elderly and they'd, they'd do it, I'd also give them probiotics. You know, my dad is 96, and he loves probiotics because um, uh, they, well, they've worked for him. You know, he, no- he noticed. So... Uh, yeah, I was going to ask about your dad because I know your dad took a, um, a little turn and not being very well. And I was just wondering, and I think you said he's 96. What uh, what, what has he been taking? Because obviously he's well and, you know, normally and active. And obviously he's you've advised him different things to take to help him keep him going. Yes, well, uh, he totally ignores almost everything I say. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> Uh, his diet is fish and chips oh. <laughs> at the pub. And um, he's been on heart medications for probably 50 years. Right. And every time he has a flu jab or whatever, uh, or a COVID jab, he's so proud. But he does it to wind me up. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, you know, he kept on getting pneumonia. And you know, he would rather listen to the the person in the pharmacist shop than, than me. And he, everything his doctor says is right. And I find it increasingly hard to argue with him because after, you know, 50 years of drugs and he's, still, he's 96. I mean, it was right. only only about three or four years ago that he got really pissed off. He had to stop driving his Jag. You know, they wouldn't, wouldn't let him anymore. <laughs> um, so, uh, but basically what I put it down to is actually had an incredibly good start. So he was, he was born in the late 1926 or something like that can't, can't add right now and um, um, his dad grew food at home you know they, they grew yeah. food and then when the second world war happened uh, you know everybody got healthy in the second world war because they all were eating proper food again a massive boost in health you'd think it would be the opposite oh they're all starving to death well they got thin, but that maybe wasn't too bad a thing, but they were eating proper food, grown in, grown in the back garden. It was fresh. Yeah, fresh. Fresh food is full of vitamins, but weak old food, most of the minerals, well, the minerals are there, but the vitamins are gone, or yeah, yeah. gone a lot. So I, I, you know, I see people who got a natural start eating fairly decent foods. And I've met loads of people in my life uh, from, let's say, Nigeria, parts of Africa, and I can confidently say to them, all your relatives li- lived over 100, didn't they? They don't anymore. But, you know, you eat a good natural diet and not having a war with somebody, 
you know, you, you can live a long time. The people who lived the longest uh, were um, in the uh, Pakistan, Afghanistan uh, region. There was a principality called the Hunza, and the Hunza people had this unique landscape, very high up. They, all the water was from a glacier, and as the glacier rolled its way down the mountain, it ripped all the minerals out of the soil. They call it glacial milk because it was sort of milky colored. And um, they, they got taken over by the British, who obviously wanted to tax them and find out what day they were born, how long they lived and so on. And there are rec records of women giving birth in their 70s, people still working 120. You know, it's not, not that long ago. If anybody's interested, there's an old book you can buy cheaply on, on online called Wheel of Health. Wheel of Health. And it's this guy out in the, I don't know when he wrote it, 30s, 40s, who had studied the whole history of the Hamza. And they eat interesting foods even now. And I've met lots of people who've been there, apparently super friendly, lovely people. And at that altitude, you can grow things like black cherries, you can grow apricots and peaches and you know all sorts of fruits and nuts and so on. And because firewood was scarce because of that region, there aren't a lot of trees, they didn't cook their food much. They um, would, would cook it with a minimum amount of cooking and they would dry the fruits and they'd eat them all year and they'd just stuff their pockets with apricots and so on. And if you've never had a Hunza apricot, it is a, a mile away from any other uh, apricot that you, you find. It's a um, whole different taste. They come dried with the stone inside, so be careful. They're, they're very dry, unlike the treated apricots we have here that are soft and so on. These are very dry, so you can just soak them in water and let them swell up. But I like to chew on them. They're really quite chewy and fantastic taste. Really, really good. And because they're wild, Hunza, H-U-N-Z-A, Hunza apricots. And because they're still the wild trees, every tree has a different taste. We're used to hybridized trees where every apple in the entire field, every apricot in the entire field is going to taste exactly the same. But in the wild, every tree is different. Mm. And so you buy Hunza apricots. Each one is different to the next in its flavor because they all came from lots of different trees. And you, know, you want to stay healthy. One of the ways forward is to go backwards. And there, there's a series of books called Nourishing Traditions by uh, Sally Fallon Morell. And there's one about child, how to bring oh. healthy children, how to feed them. Uh, That's which has Jeffrey Morell's wife, Jeff Morell, Andrena. Yeah, yeah. Sally. Maybe yes, you know. right. So you, you know. So, uh, you know, our ancestors had it right. You know, they mm. knew. They didn't have bad teeth. They didn't have problems. So, no. um, you know, except if they ate really badly. But, you know, the primitive tribes, basically, when they were discovered, they might have green teeth or brown teeth and didn't brush them. <laughs> but they were all there and big, wide and smiley. Mm, amazing, eh? Um, I know another thing, because a, a lot of people say, oh, God, you know, I, I, I lose track of how much I should take each day now. I think you had on 
your website a sort of guide of how much people should be taking over a period of time? Um, on my website, I haven't been allowed to do that. Almost every government authority right, has I take down every piece of information that I would want to tell you. At one yeah. point, they told me to remove the word cancer. I put C dot dot dot. That was no good. You know, <laughs> oh, we know what that means. Yeah. yeah. So um, you can't even use one letter and dots. So that's why I started the Secret Health Club because. Mm. Um, you know, at least I can, you know, in a club, you can say whatever you like. Yeah, and, being you know. banned. <laughs> yeah, because you've, you've been banned a few times, I believe. <laughs> well, it started in 2014 when I was working with UK Column and they were busy trying to bust government-type paedophiles. So that really upset things. So I was just flack. You know, they took me down because they told me I was being too television-like. I was giving... Health information that was too television-like. Like, I mean, I was interviewing people over Skype. You know, how television-like was that? And they said, we've got 24 hours to take all the videos down. There were hundreds at that point that I'd made. And um, uh, they said, we'll fine you a quarter of a million pounds if you don't take them down within 24 hours. I, mean, I didn't have 250,000 pennies at that point, let alone pounds, but... Um, uh, so I started the Secret Health Club then. So over the last eight years or so, I've, every time I see an article that's, oh, my God, that's incredible, or a video that's just incredible, I put it to the site. I might delete some of the ones that aren't quite so good. So we're trying to basically, if you go onto a certain page, hopefully it will be hopefully in the order that you might want to find it. If you go to the, the A to Z section, for example, um, you know, hopefully there'll be the information you need because you go online looking for the information, it's too confusing because there's too much. So I've tried to get it down to the really good bits. Mm. Of course, online, you know, everybody Googles for everything, but you don't know what is true in Google and what is well, not. And also that you're not going to find me much there. You know, I've been scrubbed. <laughs> you know, I'm a non-person. I apparently don't exist. Yeah, yeah. Except for the bad bits. You know, I had one woman arrive at my doorstep um, and there was a cameraman from the Sun newspaper hiding in the bushes, and they tried to entrap me on the doorstep. And because uh, they basically couldn't entrap me, they just lied and uh, printed it anyway. So, of course, that's still there. You know. Yeah. So my my neighbours don't talk to me because uh, they believe what they've read on Google. Oh well, you can only educate some, eh? You know, at one point, it got so bad. So I was talking about autism and the fact that it's not not incurable, as they say. And at one point, I had people with placards outside my talks. I had um, uh, the police called. I had bomb threats. I had my venues cancelled. Hotels would refuse to let me in. Uh, you know, when they... Luckily, they've, they've stopped going for me now. But... Uh, Super crazy world out there. If you, you upset the financial pharmaceutical apple card, they, you know, they'll let you know. Mm, mm. Well, thank goodness for Clive's Secret Health Club, because I know, <laughs> like I yeah, said... It's secret now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, not so much. But, yeah, there's so much on there. I, you know, I highly recommend... I say to people, just go on Clive's, put it in, and 
like you say, it's alphabetical and you can read or watch videos on, you know, whatever you feel you've got going on. So, well, you know, um, but, uh, sorry to interrupt. Part of it was because I didn't have the time to do consultations so much because I had too many people wanted to consult. So I thought, well, you know, if I can say, well, look, just go to the arthritis section, you know, yeah. and that'll save you 200 quid. Mm. And how about moving on, you know, like we're coming up to an hour and it doesn't matter if we go over, um, I don't know what your time frame is, but um, what about the Tesla frequency devices? Can we talk about them? Yeah, we can talk about those. Because I know I experienced one of yours at at one of the conferences and my sister has bought one off of Sandy, that Sandy had got off of you a long time ago. that we had a little play with last time I saw her, but um, those are amazing devices as well, aren't they? They are. I'm surprised that Sandy parted with it. But, uh... I, I think she was frightened of it, to be honest, because every time like we've been and stayed with her, like when we've talked about it and she was going to go, oh, it frightens me. <laughs> um, anyway, we, we've got it out, no problem at all. But um, no, yeah. It's... And she's a big, brave woman. About, I'm surprised. Anyway. Um, you're talking about the, the wand? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, I've got one behind me. I don't know whether you can see it in the background. No. Uh, well, I can't on here because I'm on my phone at the moment. So. For the benefit of everybody else, I'll just show you what they look yeah, like. Yeah, Marlene up the gold coast. got them. You um, the so, so uh, this type of device was common in the world. Uh, you find uh, these sort of devices, you know, sometimes much, much larger in hospitals. Most major hospitals would have had them. You know, and bear in mind how long electrotherapy goes back. You know, John Wesley was y- using electrotherapy uh, what, 300 years ago, whenever it was, Guy's Hospital in London opened their electrotherapy department in 1843. And at that point, if you went to a hospital, they would, you know, what do you want? Do you want hydrotherapy, you know, mineral water baths? You know, there's a mineral water hospital in Bath itself still. Uh, would you want homeopathy, herbalism? What would you want? Electrotherapy. And because electrotherapy was such a big thing, um, it became massively popular, and the pharmaceutical industry, as they started up, you know, making all their drugs from from petroleum, uh, hated competition. So Rockefeller and his cronies wiped this technology off the surface of the globe. They went to all the uh, medical schools and said, "Look, here's an endowment of whatever it was, ten million dollars." If you stop doing all that old-fashioned rubbish and just do radiation surgery and drugs, so that happened really successfully. So, you know, there are there are all sorts of other factors, um, including some of the machines interfered with the radios that were coming out at that point, and people didn't like that. Then, you know, one of the death knells was the Second World War, because you can turn the big machines into powerful radio transmitters. And they were worried that spies would convert them and use them. And one thing and another, not talking about it at all to doctors anymore, it just died out. And yes, people find them in their attics every now and then, but they look at this old thing. Well, you know, it's frightening. And if they dare plug it in, it goes 
you know, stuff happens that's scary. So they generally put them in the bin because they don't know what they are. Mm. So myself and and probably in total about six or so people uh, hunt them down and restore them. And, um, you know, I first got into this almost 20 years ago. And um, they work best uh, for pain, uh, chronic pain. You know, you can, all, you can be virtually, you can be pretty confident that chronic pain will end in five minutes. But it might come back right away if the person keeps inflaming their body by eating the wrong foods or whatever caused it in the first place. But I've had people who've been in 20 years of pain who've come out in three minutes and stayed out. Right. Beyond, you know, how could such technology have been lost and forgotten? I mean, it's, I still don't, can't answer that question, you know, almost 20 years in. Why didn't somebody's grandfather or grandmother or great-grandmother, whatever it was, say, look, son, look, daughter, you know, this works, treasure it. But it didn't happen. The hypnosis, just like now, where most of the population of the world have been hypnotized to believe a lie or a load of lies, it somehow, even, you know, even back then, they were good at propaganda, good at hypnosis. You know, look at the Spanish flu and the causes of that. You know, it wasn't some virus. Well, that wasn't it. So, uh, and radio waves are, as, as I think you know, a big part of illness. Um, have you read The Invisible Rainbow? Uh, I've read some of it, not all of it. I, I think the most, the most stunning part of that, and I'm the same, I've read some of it, not all of it, was Bhutan. Did you read the section on Bhutan when they put electricity in for the first time? So yeah. you know, Bhutan only allowed a 1,000 visitors a year, and I, I think they still do. They just don't want foreigners. They just don't want them, that influence. Anyway, by the, the late 60s, I think, um, they decided to, to allow the installation of electricity. And so over the, a few years the electric grid spread out and out to more and more remote villages. And as it did, you could map the diseases that hadn't existed in Bhutan happening. Wow. Yeah, so it is well. And, you know, in The Invisible Rainbow, for those of you who haven't read it, there are all, all these parts where radar came out. Lots of people got ill. Uh, somebody I know is doing research on insects uh, near Windsor, um, and several days a week, uh, the uh, insects would flinch every 10 seconds or so, and he worked it out that what it was was three days a week, the planes from Heathrow took off in this direction, and another three days, they took off in this direction. When the radar was on, particularly for that direction or something like that, every time the radar rotated, the insects flinched. And so um, when radio happened, new sets of uh, health problems happened when you know, all the electrical advances, you know, because the technology that Tesla used was resonating Tesla coils and capacitors. Now with that technology, if you tune two Tesla coils to, together, they can resonate every frequency that's known all at once. And it's scalar energy. It's not, you know, you like these bulbs. These are filled, this yeah. one's filled with argon gas. Uh, 
it hasn't got a positive and negative to light it. it it's you know, linear energy. So it's, uh, you know, Tesla described it as electricity, but in a different form. So you take 50 watts of power from the mains plug and you convert it into hundreds of thousands of volts, uh, very, very high voltages, very, very, well, a very wide range of frequencies. You're generating violet light, which is in itself a healing yeah. light. You actually see plasma coming up the tube and into somebody's body. You touch the skin with it and it creates ozone on the surface of the skin. I treated somebody, well, actually I've gotten to treat themselves. They've got really nasty eczema, one treatment gone. Really? You've had, had that for years. Uh, so they're anti-parasite. You know, if I'd, you know, people, people who discover me haven't been vaccinated, generally speaking, so I've never been asked by a vaccinated person, what should I do particularly? But lots of other family members have asked on their behalf. And yeah, if I thought that I had a self-replicating nanobot in my body, I would blast the hell out of it with the highest frequency that I could tolerate without it being painful. Yeah. Um, I've just done an interview, it's not out yet, uh, with um, Dr. Richard Massey, who used to be a medical doctor until about 20 years ago, and now he does live blood work. And I asked him, have you seen self-replicating nanobots? And um, so I'll put that video out shortly. I think I had that in email. Was he a very slight gentleman? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, he is. Yeah. Uh, that was part one. Part right. two is coming soon. Right. But it's, I thought it was pretty incredible. He's pretty incredible, his explanations as to why people get ill. I think most people haven't thought about it the way that he puts it. Mm. And I recommend anybody, if, if the medical system is failing them, uh, even if food and supplements for some reason are failing them, he deals with the emotional level. And mm. also um, the live blood work is fascinating. I, I knew, I thought I knew a bit about live blood work, but in the second part that we're putting out, uh, well, even the first part, you see stuff that you just, oh my God, you suddenly see uh, all these different bodily mm. functions going on and how healthy or not somebody is in exactly which areas. You know, it's a bit like iridology. Have you ever had iridology done on yourself? Yeah. That as a diagnostic tool, that's incredible. Mm. Um, but of course, mm. the great thing about the live blood work is you can do a treatment with whatever it is, magnesium or this or whatever modality you might want and you, you can then take another finger prick of blood and have a look and see if it's worked yeah. you know, is the parasite gone you know what's happened so i know people can on your website you've got um you sell some devices don't you i think people can buy if they're you know or watch the videos if they're interested um well again i'm not allowed to put uh, videos on my clive to carl website I'm not allowed to say anything, although we are trying to, we're looking into a way to try and battle that because there are other websites that do, who, who have got all this information we've been told we can't have. No, no. So anyway, we're, we're but, fighting. Because you're too good at, you know, with all the information, obviously, why would they want somebody out there that's giving wonderful information, eh? Well, yeah. So, however, it's all my videos are on brand YouTube and Odyssey and Rumble, or at least some of them are, most of them are. 
uh, but they're all on the Secret Health Club, uh, I think. All the good ones, all the ones you need. Yeah. Um, one other quick thing, just while I remember, I glanced at my notes while we were speaking. If anybody's in the position where they feel better in the summer than they do in the winter, they should start considering that they're probably almost certainly low on vitamin D in the winter. Or, or move to Spain. <laughs> well, yes, 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 conceivably. Um, but so many people tell me, when I used to do consultations, yeah, I'd ask them, do you feel better in the summer? And it's just such a sure way to show that people are low on vitamin D. And people mm. who are low on vitamin D get something like 70% more cancer than the people who have enough. Yeah. And, oh, another thing, if people want to buy one of these old Tesla devices... All they need to do is write to info at Clive to, or Tesla at Clive to Carl dot com. The list for one of those. I'm, I'm sorry, I missed that. Say again. On the list for one of those. All oh, right. Yes. Yes, I know you are. You are. Yes, exactly. We will find one. Yes. All in divine timing. Right. Yes. Uh, anything else you'd like to share um, before we leave? Well, how many days have you got? Uh, yeah, in, indeed. Well, I think for me, it was covering the most basic things that are going on for people. Um, and I know, like, going back to the amino acids, um, I had been eating a few extra carbs. Um, but then I got to remember I am a human at times as well. Um, but I'm finding that I'm not... Um, not eating so much because I did suddenly feel that I gained weight and I wasn't feeling very comfortable with myself. But now that I've been taking a few extra things, I'm definitely noticing the difference in my body. I'm just feeling so much better and alive. And um, yeah, so it's, it's sort of trial and error and that you, and there's people giving you different stepping stones, right? Try this. And like, you know, I've shared your stuff and, and then I've shared Darren's stuff and I've said, try some of this or try that, you know, is is sharing um, for people that are ready to, to do the alter alternative um, way. Um, but which also, I think if you get the right, putting all these different things in, then you don't feel you want to eat a lot of these carbs. You sort of change your diet a bit more because you're feeling better. Well, there's a lot to it. And also, um, as far as I know, every type 2 diabetic is low on the mineral chromium. So chromium, uh, if you're craving sugar and carbs, for some reason the brain, uh, um, well, if you have enough chromium, it, it lowers cravings for carbs and um, uh, sugar. So th that's worth, worth uh, knowing, I think. But the fulvic minerals, for instance, you know, we, we eat we eat for nutrition. We don't eat to be full. We don't eat for calories. We eat for nutrition. So if you put stuff like magnesium, fulvic minerals and stuff in, then the body isn't craving so much because it, it's sort of full. Mm. So mm. I, I, and I think from, you know, some people say, well, I'm going to try one thing at a time. So you see what works. Then I'll know what works. And I say, no, do it the other way. Try, start low, but try everything because they... We're all low on everything, so we might as well start with a little bit of everything and build up. And then once you're feeling fantastic, then you can knock a few off. If, yeah. if the symptoms come back, well, that was the important one. 
because you know I don't want to take a whole bundle of supplements every day. You know, I don't take my full range. No. But if I was ill, I might for a, you know a few days, a few months, a few weeks, whatever, mm. because I'm interested in the stuff that works. You know, I want them to uh, be better immediately. I've got no patience. You know, that's why I like the tested devices; they work so quickly. Mm. Well, I like magnesium and stuff because you take the right amount. You know, I've had people who are suicidal the next day, not suicidal. That's massive. Oh gosh, I'll say because the, the apparently the uh, suicide rate is so high or has been in the last sort of twelve two years since you know all these different things have been going well, on. Clearly, clearly, but of course it wasn't suicide. That was COVID. They died of COVID. You know that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, well, that's that's been. Um, as ever, really interesting and enlightening. So I thank you so much for taking time out um, to speak with us and share your wisdom and knowledge. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. Happy to come on any time. All right. I'm sure we have you back a bit later on. Right. Cheers. Bye-bye. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, I just want to put something up there that just to tell people there is. Okay. Oh, where is it going? Hang on, hang on. Hang on. learned a little bit more today well thank you for asking the questions it enabled me to um go online and get all the yeah i'll have to because that's the thing talking live i can't i can see the messages coming up and i'll have to go back through after and write down the different things that you spoke about to check out so um okay so we've got a couple of people there just putting some comments up so um yeah i can't get it on the phone it's too small Okay, thank you. Okay, so we're still online. We're still live, by the way. So I just got to let you know that. But, um, yeah, I see that. Yeah, thank you for, um, yeah, as I said before, thank you for asking the questions. And um, it gave me time to um, pull up stumps. I noticed that um, in his uh, Secret Health Club here, I'll just go and bring that up. Uh, yeah, the Secret Health Club. If we, where are we? I just can't put that up. Where are we? There, there it is. Okay. So um, I noticed there's a fee to join. No, no. If if you email him um, and ask um, for for the password, he'll gladly give you the password to join us. Okay. Because I noticed here it's got all the um, testimonials, all the videos. That's just a, um, a static display. You just don't click on it. So hence the reason those um, organisations who consider him to be a, um, a competitor, <laughs> um, you, can't, you can't actually do that online. He's just giving you an idea and then you can come privately into there. Yeah, you know, he'll give you a password. So all you have to do is just email and ask. Um, that you'd like to join but it's I mean there's so much info on his website videos um, you can look up anything that you've got going on um, just just masses of information there mm. okay yes um, 
Vera, there's a lot to be interested about there. And um, yeah, Linda, <laughs> it's always the way, isn't it? One member of the Hi, family. Linda. Yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> I don't know if uh, Yvonne's still there. But yeah, I mean, I know when we had Darren on and I was re-listening to go back because obviously I'm talking to him at the time and um, I can't write down stuff. So I had to go back and listen to things. But when I met him at the conference, um, he talked about the amino acids plus and the diametaceous earth and something else I'm taking. And I ordered three packets last Friday. And I tell you, I've had so many aches and pains. I've had so much going on for me that sometimes I think flip. Anyway, um, and those products um, have certainly made a difference to me. Um, so and there is a code. I mean, if people want to message me, I can send them the, the link for the code. Um, but yeah, um, and I did cut and paste off his website all the info which I sent you about the diametaceous earth because um, it just does so many things. And I can say, get some of that. He, he did say that you'd notice a difference in a few days. And I can say, uh, hand on heart, I definitely have felt a difference. And I think this is what these shows are all about is how can we help people um naturally to be the best version of themselves from you know and i have to walk my talk i have to take things so that i can promote them i won't i won't promote anything until i've taken it but um yeah so yes yeah, so yeah, so, uh, i got on to um tina from um fossilpower.com yeah. in australia diatomation mm. death um yeah 19 dollars um for half a kilo and delivered to your yeah i mean i think i'm i'm paying 3.99 for i think it was 100 grams and i i have ordered a few extra packets because i know i can really feel the difference since i've started on that so for me that was like the next step of my journey to heal myself even more yeah, yeah. um yes yeah, so i've been taking a teaspoon i got it friday took a week to get to me but that's um what's happening in the world market with postage and deliveries um so saturday sunday monday was one teaspoon and water um before i got the... plugged in a minute so let me show them, okay you do that yeah so uh, for me it was um saturday sunday monday one teaspoon of in water um, and then another glass straight afterwards come monday uh, one in the morning and then one at night and then um I've been doing that what's today thursday so oh, oh hold on one second kathy the shut the door the goats are outside i don't know <laughs> hang on i got the goats are running around out here and they're liable to come in they might as well come and say right, sorry. Yeah. this is life life on the farm here right okay sorry about that <laughs> right yeah sorry so you're taking it yeah, so I've noticed, um, I think it was Monday, I discovered in the fridge there a packet of Tim Tams, you know, chocolate biscuits, you know, and um, they've probably been in there for three weeks and I didn't realise they don't last three weeks in the fridge, they're gone, you know. And, and I was thinking my um, parasites and my um, gut must have been thinking, feed me, feed me. So so Monday and Tuesday night, everybody polished them off. And um, now I've 
my monkey mind saying, well, they're no longer in the house, so we'll get rid of we'll get rid of them. Yeah, no, I I can say exactly the same. I I I'm like bye. <laughs> so yeah, so you know it works within days. So um, highly recommended. And I take I think it's a tablespoon of um, diet earth, and then I take. Um, I think it's a couple of teaspoons of amino acid and I'm taking, I've forgotten what the third one is. Um, anyway, um, yeah, it's, it's all on his website and on Darren's bright presence with a, um, not as in presence as gift. Um, yes. Anyway, I'm going to have to go. I've got a sound Give bath a to host this evening. So uh, I've got a few things to do today. So, um, yeah, so you just got to find the fulvic. Um, fulvic minerals. It's yeah, F-U-L. It's on yeah. Clive de Carl sells them. Um, yeah. And I think I paid, I, I can't remember if you said £10 a bottle or, um, but I take, I don't take them every day. I just take them as in when I feel like it. But, and, and like the iodine, I mean, Clive does the iodine and the vulvic minerals. I bought them in Glastonbury. Um, because um, a friend sells his products in her shop, but you know that's affordable, and that's and that's what our body needs. And I know, and I know the magnesium. I bought the the big tub off of Clyde because I had to start on twelve a day, um, so I know that's helped me. Um, and obviously, I don't want to age and can't get about, and that's how I was feeling. Um, before I upped all these different things because I was just so stiff and tired and weary and la 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 even though you've got to keep going but now I've really noticed a difference so um and I'm happy to share and if anybody wants to message me or or want to know anything else I'm happy to share yeah so I've gone to put the I mean everybody used to have a medicine cabinet at home didn't they yeah yeah that's right now they, <laughs> when I've seen some places anyway we won't go there Okay, so um, during the course of the show, I've mentioned to people um, YouTube. So you've got your own YouTube channel, and which you've got all the um, the shows on your site, so that people can actually come to. And the Radio FM88 has a replica, has um, a backup, so you, you can go there and see all the other archive, archive shows. And um, I think I sent you a list of all the different guests with that. So um, I think I. Mm -hmm. I think I got up to 110, I think, from memory. But, um, and that means 110 people on the planet have got a dream. They're dreaming the new dream. They've got a passion. Um, and it's important that they're actually living their life and fulfilling um, their dream. And that's um, and if we give them the opportunity to bring it to the, the consciousness, um, all the better, mm. isn't it? So people can mm. share it. Uh, yeah. Something Clive said, uh, which I saved, was a website. Um, called um, Earth. This one here. I think people need to lock this one in earthclinic.com. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, remedies, herbs, vitamins, minerals, and supplements. Yeah. I think that should be something saved um, in everybody's um, browser as a go to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm going right. to have to go. Um, okay. Good to talk to you. Thank you very much. All right. Goodbye, everybody. And thank you for listening. See you next week. Same time, same place. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
All right. Bye. All right.